Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. If you've ever wished there was a guide to just throwing together simple ingredients and somehow it magically turning into a delicious and balanced meal, keep listening. We're going to talk about bowls. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? Let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. I'm Chris Dovniak, founder of Healthy Mama Chris. I'm a trained chef, but more importantly, I'm a busy mom just like you. And today I am so excited to talk about one of my absolute favorite customizable meals that is one of those easy meal ideas that you can put on your weekly meal plan. And it's different every single week. As a trained chef, I learned that understanding flavor and balancing flavors is the key to creating delicious meals. As a culinary nutritionist, I learned that balance is key to keeping us full and feeling good. And as a busy mama, I learned that time is of the essence and simplicity is key when it comes to meals. Enter bowls, or what I like to call balance bowls. Now, I'm not talking about the bowls that we use to house our food. I'm talking about what is in them. Bowls are my absolute favorite way to pack flavor and nutrition into a deliciously satisfying meal. They're super customizable, and they're simple enough for the busiest of weeknights. You can make them more simple. You can make them more complicated depending on how much time you have. I love them because they are a great 
base meal. You might have heard me talk about base meals before if you've been a listener for a while. A base meal is what I call a meal where you start with one base or one theme and you add different components for different family members so they can mix and match based on their own preferences. Maybe you have a family member who is a vegetarian. Maybe you have someone who is gluten-free. And for those of us with kids, which is most of us here, oftentimes our kids have food preferences as well. So you as the cook in the family are making one base and then having a selection of toppings. Now, the base can be in the case of a bowl, we're going to go through the whole bowl formula in just a little bit, but it could be rice. It could be quinoa. This base could also be something like pasta or greens, or your base could be the same protein and everyone has a different grain. Maybe somebody puts it on a salad. Somebody puts it on pasta. There's a lot of different ways you can make base meals, but the key here is that we are reducing food fights. We're not cooking separate meals for different family members. We are simplifying. The second reason I love bowls is they're easy. Yes, there are several components, but you can easily prep them ahead. They are one of the best things to prep ahead, and you can mix and match the different ingredients that you do prep for bowls and turn them into multiple meals. So that saves a ton of time. If you are an ingredient or combination meal prepper like I am, bowls are a wildly simple way to make dinner happen fast. And like I've said a couple of times, you can make them as simple or as complicated as you want. It can be as simple as quinoa, roasted chickpeas, and some blanched broccoli with an easy tahini sauce. Delicious, balanced, dinner is done. Or you can make my spring roll bowl where you have rice noodles or coconut rice as the base and you top it with a bunch of shredded or thinly sliced vegetables like cabbage and cucumber and carrots and mango. Cook up some ginger shrimp and create a quick peanut sauce. Top with some peanuts and some cilantro. It is so good. And the third reason I love bowls is you can easily mix them up and add variety to the same basic ingredients with just different sauces or toppings. So take that bowl that I mentioned where it's quinoa and roasted chickpeas and some blanched broccoli and a tahini sauce. You can completely change the feel of that by adding in a yogurt sauce and giving it more of a Mediterranean feel. Or maybe you do a peanut sauce like I mentioned in the spring roll bowl and you give it more of an Asian fusion type feel. There are so many different ways you can mix this up. You can use chicken in place of chickpeas. You can roast the broccoli instead of blanched it. See how even the same concept can be customized in so many different ways. You can mix them up. You can add variety to the same basic ingredients. And last but not least, they're balanced. However you like to eat, whether you love to eat plant-based, you're gluten-free, you're dairy-free, you are a meat eater, no matter how you prefer to eat, you can make balance bowls work for you. And the key is that they have a balance of ingredients to keep you full and satiated and nourished and satisfied because they are so delicious and customized to your tastes as well. So let's talk about my balance bowl formula, the different components of a satisfying bowl, and some more examples of some of my favorite bowl meals. 
So we know that a meal that satisfies us physically as well as satisfies our taste buds has some sort of a protein, usually some sort of a produce item, something that has fiber, and some sort of a fat. Usually there's some sort of a starchier element to this as well, but if you want to do kind of a salad-based bowl, you can do just the protein, the produce, and the fat, or you can add in a starchier carb like a quinoa or a rice or a rice noodle, a farro, or something like potatoes or sweet potatoes as well. So the balance bowl plays off of this with some sort of a base. This can be a grain like what I just mentioned, a starchier carb, or it can be a green. I still consider a salad a bowl in the sense of as long as it is a meal size salad, then that would be the base as well. Some sort of a protein. This can be a meat-based protein, a fish-based protein, or it can be a plant-based protein like tofu or tempeh or beans some sort of veggies and or fruit, something that has fiber and adds color and nutrients, and then flavor boosts of your choice. Oftentimes, this is a sauce or other toppings like crunchy nuts or some cheese or olives or a variety of these things based on the bowl. Now, the key here is that you have all of those components. If you are missing one of those components, it's not going to be as filling or as satisfying. But the variety within that is so huge. So let's give you some examples. One of our favorite go-to bowls for years and years is a peanut chicken bowl. So the base to the peanut chicken bowl is some sort of a rice. I prefer coconut rice. So I'm cooking some rice in the rice cooker with half water, half coconut milk to give it that coconutty flavor. It's a little bit sticky and really, really tasty as the base to the bowl. For the protein, we use some sort of a chicken. Oftentimes, this is a pre-cooked chicken. We'll buy a rotisserie chicken and make really easy peanut chicken bowls. Or this can be a shredded chicken that I shred in the Instant Pot during my meal prep. Or this can be pan-seared chicken as well. For veggies on top of the bowl, I love doing a roasted broccoli or a blanched broccoli, some raw cucumber for some of that freshness, and some cabbage as well, some shredded red cabbage. For my flavor boost, I add some peanut sauce to the top and chopped peanuts. So similar in many ways to that spring roll bowl, but very different at the same time. So you can see how some of the similar components can turn into very different bowls. So what's really important here is that we are considering the foundations of flavor when we are creating our bowls. This does not need to be complicated. You just need to go through the checklist. If you've heard me talk about the foundations of flavor, they are taste, texture, and temperature. So we want a variety and a balance within these three components. So tastes are your five tastes. Your sweet, sour, bitter, salty, and umami, which is that savory flavor you find in meat and mushrooms and tomato paste and aged cheeses. So you want several different tastes. You don't need all of the five tastes to make your meal delicious and satisfying, but you want a variety. So you want more than one. And you also want some balance in there too. You don't want any one flavor to be so overpowering. That's all you can taste. The same thing with texture and temperature. I think Texture is the most important thing when it comes to bowls. We play off of temperature a little bit with bowls 
in perceived temperature as well as physical temperature. So your perceived temperature is something that tastes spicy or that feels cooling. So think of a spicy curry with a cooling reita yogurt sauce, something like that. So we do play off of that with bowls sometimes, um, as well as a little bit of physical temperature. So maybe the bowl it has a salad base and you put hot toppings on it or vice versa. It has the warm base. Like in this case, you have the warm coconut rice and the shredded chicken. And then you have some hot broccoli on there. So physically hot because it was roasted. And then the raw cucumber and cabbage. So you are playing off of that a little bit as well. But then there's also the component of texture. So the raw cucumber and cabbage give it some of that crunch versus a roasted broccoli has a little bit of crispiness to it, but it's mostly soft. The rice is soft. The chicken is soft. So adding those different components of texture really makes a difference. So just consider this as you're putting together a bowl. Does everything taste the same? Does everything feel the same? How can you add in some variety and taste texture or temperature. This can be as simple as instead of making regular rice for your bowl, making a coconut rice. You have that fat that adds some of that texture to the coconut rice and you have that light sweetness from the coconut as well. It's going to completely change your bowl having coconut rice as the base versus regular rice, shredded chicken, and steamed broccoli. So imagine plain rice, shredded chicken, steamed broccoli, Maybe you have the peanut sauce on there, but then turn it into coconut rice, a really great seasoned shredded chicken, roasted broccoli, some crunchy raw cucumber and cabbage, a delicious creamy peanut sauce, and some chopped peanuts. See how that makes a difference. Bowls can be so delicious and almost even feel gourmet, and they are such a great customizable family meal. I can't talk about them enough. We're going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. It's time to transform your tap water. I have to tell you this story. The other day we were getting ready for school and my daughter goes to fill up her water bottle at our water filter and there was no water left in the carafe. Now, no biggie, we can make more. It's pretty fast, but it does take a few minutes to do its filtering job and we were kind of in a rush getting out the door for school. So she was outraged, obviously, preteen problems. And my husband said, just fill it up at the school water filters. And she said, I don't like the water at school. I like our water here. If that's not the review you're looking for, I don't know what is. We are all obsessed with our AquaTrue water filter. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. I put it together myself, and it removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. PFAs are found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water, and I'm grateful that AquaTrue is certified to remove these contaminants. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, no changing filters every two to three months. AquaTrue filters last from six months to two years, and it's even portable, making it perfect for renters like us or college dorms. We will be traveling with our filter this summer. And just like my daughter, the water tastes so good, I find myself actually wanting to drink more water. We can truly taste the difference compared with previous water filters and definitely compared to tap water. And it makes me feel good knowing that myself and my family are drinking clean water free of contaminants. So if you're ready to up your filtered water game, AquaTrue is always my top recommendation, but you don't have to take it from me or Sage. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. 
Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code HEALTHYMAMA at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HEALTHYMAMA. Let's go with a plant-based option for the next bowl. So I'm going to do the example of a really simple Moroccan chickpea bowl. So usually I do quinoa as my base for my Moroccan bowl, but you could also use couscous as well. Now, quinoa is obviously the gluten-free option. Couscous is not. I don't know if there's a gluten-free couscous to my knowledge. Um, if there is one, then you could use that as well. So your base is quinoa or couscous. Your protein is some sort of chickpeas. So we're going with plant-based here. You could also use chicken instead, but I love my chickpeas roasted in a savory seasoning. So they're packed with flavor and a little bit crunchy. So again, we've got some texture compared to that quinoa or that couscous. We're also going to add some roasted carrots to that as well. And we're going to add some delicious flavor boosts. We're going to add some green olives for some of that brininess and some golden raisins for some sweetness. We're going to add some cilantro for that bright herbaceous flavor and some chopped almonds for a little bit of crunch on the top and an herb yogurt sauce. All of that comes together so quickly. You can roast the chickpeas and the carrots in the oven at the same time while the quinoa or couscous is cooking. And while all of that is happening, you can be preparing the rest of the toppings, chopping the almonds, toasting them if you want to, getting that herb yogurt sauce together. That dinner is going to come together in 30 minutes. Very, very quick. And you see within that how many different customizations you can add or you can take away. You can change the herb if you want to do parsley instead of cilantro, if you want to do a different nut, if you want to leave the nuts off entirely, if you want to do something different than the golden raisins. You could do chopped apricots. You could do regular raisins. Instead, you could use currants. Instead of green olives, you can use Castlevetrano olives, which are a different variety of green olive. You could use Kalamata olives as well. You could use whatever your favorite olive is. You can switch up the herb yogurt sauce. You can switch up the herbs within the herb yogurt sauce, or you can do a lemon garlic sauce. You can add some feta cheese on top or leave it off if you're dairy-free. Again, so many varieties, same concept. And then finally, let's talk about one of my personal favorites, Greek chicken bowls. So there's a ton of variety in what protein you might want to use for the Greek chicken bowl. My go-to for Greek chicken bowls is my yogurt marinated, my Greek yogurt marinated chicken. So it is chicken marinated in a Greek yogurt lemon and herb base and it makes the chicken a little bit tangy and it gets really crispy on the outside when you cook it in a pan. So typically what I'll do is I will chop up some chicken breast or chicken thighs, boneless, skinless in both cases, and in just into little cubes and then I will toss it in the marinade, let it marinate for a couple hours, even overnight, but no longer than that because if you marinate chicken too long, it gets to be a weird texture. And then I pan sear it. And when it's in the pan, for the first couple of minutes, you've got to trust the process. There is a lot of liquid that needs to be evaporated. Once that liquid is evaporated, then it's going to start to get that beautiful golden kind of caramelization on it because you do have that little bit of sugar that's in the Greek yogurt. You flip it, cook it again. It takes probably 10 minutes to cook in a pan. It doesn't take very long at all. The base for your Greek chicken bowl, you can do quinoa, again, like with the Moroccan chickpea bowl, or you could do couscous, you could do rice, totally up to you. 
I love to meal prep these. And if I'm meal prepping them, then I will use quinoa or farro, which are much better cold than rice. I don't prefer cold rice. Some people do. Uh, but personally, I would need to reheat the rice. And if I'm meal prepping it, sometimes I like to eat the bowl cold. So I will do quinoa. And then on top of it, I will do a really quick chopped Greek salad with some tomatoes, cucumbers, red onions. And I just toss that in some olive oil, red wine vinegar, oregano, a little bit of garlic that you can leave that out if you're not as big a garlic fan as I am a little bit of salt. I'll top it with that. And then I will add some Kalamata olives, feta cheese, and I'll serve it with a tzatziki sauce or an herb yogurt sauce on the side. The beauty of bowls is you can keep it simple or you can make it even more complicated. An example of a bowl I love to make that has a few more components, it might take a little bit longer, but overall is still very simple and easy, is my salsa verde pork bowls. So I make my salsa verde pork in the slow cooker. So basically all I do is add a chopped onion to the bottom of the slow cooker, and then I will pan sear pork in a very simple dry rub, add that pork on top of the onion, add a can of green chilies and a jar of salsa verde. I use the Trader Joe's Salsa Verde. Now, if you want to keep this even more simple, you can simply, I still recommend searing the pork in the pan. So quick dry rub, even if you just want to do kosher salt, maybe some pepper, maybe some garlic powder, definitely cumin. Just pan sear it really quick, add it to the slow cooker and just add two jars of the Salsa Verde. That works as well. You can use a pork butt or a pork shoulder for this. If it's bigger, I recommend using two jars of salsa verde. Typically, I do pork loin, which I find works really well. It's boneless, and I only need one jar of salsa verde for that, and it comes out perfect every time. So that's slow cooking. I can go ahead and prepare my other components. So my favorite base to salsa verde pork bowls is a cilantro lime rice. So I cook up the rice, add in the juice of a lime and some chopped cilantro after it's cooked. And I also love to make a really simple tropical salsa. So I paused there because I was going to call it a pineapple salsa, but the tropical salsa can be used with any sort of tropical fruit you want. I will also use mango and make a mango salsa as well. It's basically just your chopped fruit, some chopped jalapenos, chopped cilantro, red onion, red bell pepper or whatever color bell pepper you want. And then I mix it with some lime juice, a little bit of honey for a little bit of sweetness that so you're welcome to leave that out, a little bit of chili powder for a little bit more heat, and then a little bit of salt. It's so tasty. So I'll serve that up with the rice, the salsa verde pork, the salsa, some avocado, and then I like to top it with some pickled onions as well that I'll make during my meal prep. That recipe is on my website. So that one has a few more components. It takes a little bit longer because you have to make the salsa. You might want to make the pickled onions. So there are several components to it, but it still comes together pretty quickly once your salsa verde pork is done. So there's a ton of different options. You can have, like I said, plant-based bowls, meat-based bowls, fish-based bowls. I have a fish taco bowl that I love with that mango salsa I just mentioned, and I add my jalapeno cilantro ranch to the top of that. I also usually add that to the salsa verde pork or a teriyaki salmon bowl or a teriyaki chicken bowl is delicious as well. I love making a Buddha bowl with some crispy air-fried tofu, 
peanut sauce, again, is perfect on top of that. I love making a harissa chicken bowl with some roasted chickpeas and roasted carrots, similar to that Moroccan bowl. Harissa is a Moroccan red pepper paste, so you still have that Moroccan feel going. I serve that over some quinoa as well. It's just a different variety, having that chicken in there. Again, it's similar concepts, different variety, completely different meal. I love making a burger bowl with some simply seasoned beef, some chopped onions, chopped tomatoes. I serve it over lettuce with some burger sauce. You can add avocado to this, bacon, cheese, make it like a cheeseburger in a bowl. My honey barbecue chicken bowl is one of my kids' absolute favorites. You can grill the honey barbecue chicken on the grill or cook it inside on the stove and finish it in the oven. And I love to serve that with a slaw, some roasted sweet potato or you can grill the sweet potatoes if you are in grilling season. And I will top that with my homemade herb ranch dressing. Again, that one's on my website as well. So that's a great quick one that it ends up being a go-to for our family, especially in the spring and the summer. So, so many different varieties, so much you can do with one simple formula. So all that being said, now that you have the formula, you can go and make a bowl for your family tonight. Add it to your meal plan for the next week. Start brainstorming your favorite bases, your favorite proteins, your favorite veggies and fruits, your favorite flavor boosts, and start considering different combinations that you can make that you might be able to customize for the different members of your family as well so it's a meal that works for all. But if you're looking for even more inspiration for creating delicious bowls for your family, I am so excited to announce the re-release of my bowls book with 22 new bowls, seven of which have never been seen before in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club or otherwise. Balance in a Bowl contains 40 plus, I think it's 44 of my family's favorite bowl combinations, complete with all of the bases, proteins, veggies, and sauces we love all into one book so you can bring the magic of bowls into your kitchen. This is no ordinary recipe book. Each one of the components of the bowl recipes has its own recipe. So you learn how to create your own bowls just like I laid out today with your favorite combinations as you go. Every single part is entirely customizable to your tastes and your dietary needs and you have all the tools to do so. Or you can simply follow the individual bowl formulas within the book to create the base, the protein, the veggies, the toppings, and have a perfectly balanced bowl in flavor and nutrition. There is both a PDF version as well as a hard copy available for purchase. If you order the hard copy, you will also get the PDF version as well instantly while you're waiting for the hard copy to come in the mail. The book includes 40 plus done for you bowl combinations with clickable links in the PDF to all basic ingredient instructions, including 30 plus bases, that's grains, starches, proteins, veggies, and sauces. But really, this is closer to 75 when you consider all of the variations within each recipe to make over 200 possible flavor-packed bowl combinations. It also has a detailed glossary by season, by base, by protein, and by sauce for easy reference. The PDF version also features a clickable table of contents, so you can click on each section as well as each bowl 
You can be taken right to it within the table of contents. There are also 12 QR code demos, which I am so excited about. So you can click the link and watch me making things like pesto or pan-seared chicken or learn how to blanch vegetables. And of course, the whole book is customizable, so you can easily make bowls gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, vegetarian, and more. If you're listening to this when this episode comes out, I am offering $10 off the ebook until Monday, February 26th using code BOWLS10. If you're listening to this later, you can always get 10% off any ebooks or courses as a podcast listener using code podcast. So head to the show notes, click the link and get your bowls book today. But whether or not you grab a copy of Balance in a Bowl, I hope this episode was helpful in teaching you the bowls formula and giving you a ton of examples on how you can create deliciously satisfying bowls that are packed with flavor and are also packed with nutrients are going to keep you full and are going to keep you happy because simple meals that are nourishing and flavorful are the best kind of meals in my book. Thank you as always for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes, I would so appreciate if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We could really use some positive reviews over on Spotify, so I would very much appreciate if you could leave me a positive review if this podcast is helping you make getting meals on the table for your family easier or more delicious or hopefully both. I hope you will add a delicious bowl to your meal plan this week. Until next time, happy cooking. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.